Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down, presented to you by Birmingham Sports. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great day. Before we get into this, I want to say a little apology for getting this out so late. Right now is my one day of spring break, courtesy of the University of Alabama. I could talk for a whole episode about this, but I've decided to relax a little bit, so this is coming out a little bit later. This is going to be pretty much a combination of us talking about Birmingham Legion's preseason match and this week in USL. So let's just go ahead and grab us some Red Diamond coffee or tea, and let's jump on into it. First, we're going to talk about the Legion match, which we beat uh, Charlotte, not Charlotte, wow, a Chattanooga FC. Not the Red Wolves, the NASL, NISL, one of the NSLs uh, team, which there's going to be some people who listen to this who are very happy about that. We beat them 2-0, one goal from, coming from Junior Flemings and the other goal coming from Trialist. Now, I want to let y'all know, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the whole Trialist thing. Why can't we know who scored? Why, why is that such a thing? I hate that. You... Okay, look at spring training for baseball. I get that soccer or football is not baseball. Duh. But you wouldn't just see in spring training, now taking the mound for the L.A. Dodgers, trialist. Who cares? Just say their name. Just say their name. If they don't make it, I mean, if they don't make the team, right, it helps them out because... Some other team, maybe in like League One or something, will be like, yo, that that player just scored for them. Surely there's some kind of good. Or Trialist makes an amazing save. Well, have them get a job. Either way, Trialist for another year in a row has scored in the preseason against a decent opponent. So, good for Trialist. Uh, the Junior Fleming's goal, we actually got a really cool view of this on Birmingham Legion's Twitter. Uh, you should definitely be following them. They have some good content there. But they did a bird eyes, bird's eye view of the goal, which was a really, really cool way to watch the match. Uh, they didn't do the whole match, just Junior's goal. But to me, it looked like we were playing a 4-3-3, which is slightly unusual but slightly not we would go into that sometimes in the past but it's a little bit different uh obviously we don't know who the players on the pitch would be but the uh the central sorry i'm going to say this the defensive midfielder which is generally going to be anderson asidu it looked like he was that player is going to be more of a part of the three-man midfield as opposed to being kind of kind of on an island where generally it was a Four, one, two, two, one, or something like that. Basically, it was a four, one, and then, you know, just fill in the breast. Um, I, yeah, four, one, three, two, or whatever. Something. I can't do math. Anyway, it didn't seem like that player was a part of an island, so it looks like we're going to be doing a little bit more pressing, possibly. Or at least trying to maintain possession a little bit farther up the pitch, which is pretty exciting to me. But that's all we really got from that. Good for trialist, and hey, good for Junior. If Junior ends up playing the wing, him linking up with either Johnny Dean or Ryan James, yeah, Ryan James is going to be terrifying for all for all of USL defenses. 
the next big story that came out was uh, Lou City, Louisville City, beating FC Cincinnati 3-0 in a preseason match. Um, I'm definitely going to be a bit of a homer here because, well, I, I, I'm a bit of an FC Cincinnati fan. The, for USL, this is a little bit terrifying because this means they can clearly beat better opposition which is terrifying for us um, because we are in their group, Legion R. But I think this is a little bit misleading because the FC Cincinnati squad has only been training together for the last, uh, I think it was at that time, five days. They'd only trained together for five days. And Loose City has been training for the last month. Not saying that's much an excuse. MLS uh, should definitely be winning, but... I don't think it's as big of a deal as a lot of people are saying, but either way, it seems like Lucidity is legit this year, and I guess everybody else is going to be fighting for second in the Central. Next biggest news is going to be USL gold medalist uh, Ali Wagner. I think it's Wagner. It's definitely not Wagner. I do think it's Wagner, though. Joins uh, Queensboro FC's ownership group, which is cool. Um... It's nice to have more female representation. Representation, golly, I can't talk. Uh, representation in front offices—that's really nice, especially someone who is as highly esteemed as Ali is. But I don't know. I don't think it makes much of a difference. I haven't heard anything from Queensboro and them making any real moves, or I don't even think they're going to be that good this year. Just to be honest. I mean that's such a saturated market. It's it's going to be rough for them to get off the you know to get off the ground. But hey, good for her. Good to have more representation. We need to have more of that, and especially in the USL. So this week was not really that uh, exciting when it comes to big USL news. Uh, some news it is news. The USL is apparently looking to financially aid clubs now with the new revenue sharing scheme which is if you look at something like the nfl they do their salary cap and all that stuff based on revenue sharing and all that kind of stuff so everybody essentially gets to spend the same amount sorta but that's a big deal so hopefully this means more clubs uh, based on tv deals based on merch deals and other stuff like that each club is going to get more money coming to them. Not exactly a salary cap, but more money into the bank account, basically ensuring more longevity for each club, which is a very, very exciting. And really the last thing we're going to talk about is, oh, Memphis, my Memphis. Memphis sucks, um, but they did have a good player last year, which was Cal Jennings, who ended up going to Indy 11 because Cal Jennings realized that Memphis was a dumpster fire. That or more likely Memphis didn't try to re-sign him because that seems like something Memphis would do. Anyway, LAFC picks him up. Uh, so that's another USL guy who is now in the MLS. That is the second, maybe third, but second forward or midfielder for Indy 11 that is now in the MLS that got picked up this year. So Indy's a little bit a little bit struck, a little bit thin in the scoring department this year, which is not ideal, but you know, hopefully they kind of figure it out or they don't. I kind of hope they don't figure it out because well, we're in their group and I don't want them to be good. I would like to make the playoffs. But 
I'm going to take this little time to talk about Memphis because what a dumpster fire. They've actually made some signings, and I've talked about this on almost every single podcast, but I can't get over, I cannot get over just how incompetent they are. I mean, I want them to be somewhat decent because, well, I just don't want them to suck. Uh, so the rivalry is good. I would like to have good rivalries. Uh, I don't know. It it's it's nice to beat opponents, but whenever you just keep beating them and they don't beat you, and the one time they do beat you, they lose their only good player. Yeah, Cal Jennings. He's the one that scored the hat trick against us, and now he's in MLS, and we don't have anything else, uh, or they don't have anything else. <sighs> Anyway, I think right now they have five players on their roster, and they're pretty much all career backups. So, <laughs> yeah, take that as you will. I, I'm i a little disappointed. Uh, Tim Howard, you're never going to listen to this. I don't care if you've ever listened to this, but if you are listening to this, you suck at your job, dude. <laughs> like, really bad. I mean... Pick somebody up. Pick something, something, anyone. At least hire a coach. And also, here's something else. Um, there's a lot of I love the uh, uh, what's the word? The verbiage of a lot of USL signings because they'll say a lot of times you'll hear ah you know star player or. The Legion pick up a perennial goal scorer. But if you see a team that says, blank signs veteran midfielder. Okay, you want to know what that means? It means backup. That's a bench player. Veteran means they've been around for a long time, but they're not good at really anything most of the time. I mean, I'm not going to look at Mikey Lopez and be like, oh, there's veteran midfielder. No, it's captain of the team. It is, you know, defensive stud. I, I, <laughs> I love that stuff. I love how they try to frame it as a good thing, that their team is just not good. But I digress. Yeah, so this is a bit of a shorter episode. There really wasn't that much news in the USL. But I do have some fun news. Tomorrow, March 16th, I have an interview with Mr. Alex Cronali, the center back for the Legion. And I think you're going to absolutely love it. I also have some other things going on in the back. I have some stuff I'm cooking up in the lab. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. I'm trying to finalize some stuff. I'm waiting for the schedule to come out so I can let people know what's going on. But it's really, really big news. And I think y'all are going to love it. But yeah, thank you guys so, so much for listening. And that's all I got, so keep hammering on.